0: So, Alyssa, where are we?
1: We are at at a park (laughs) near-ish to um, a local beloved community center where I've worked in the past (laughs) and that has usually a lovely season of musicals Mm. for the public's enjoyment, but not now. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, Shannon, why are we here? Well, we're here because the parking lot of that beloved community center is real loud, mm. and this is less loud. Eh, maybe, except for the crickets and all the traffic noise. Yes. Um, there were lovely cicadas in our last recording. <sighs> uh, yes, there were. <laughs> loud bugs. I have a cricket living in my office. Do you? I do. Have you? He named yells at him? me all day. It's great. How do you not hear him on the... Or are you like in a The booth? reader, yeah, the re, the, they're in a, in a box. So I. Kinda so he lie. just annoys you. Yep, all day long. Super cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's kind of a ringing in my ears now after that yeah. all day. It's great. I have
1: started work from home, and so there's just like no noise ever. <laughs> it's very weird. Like, sometimes I will realize I have not made an utterance,
0: and it's 4 p.m., yeah oh wait (laughs) (laughs) i should probably say something out loud i need to call somebody yeah it's just
1: like me and the clicking of my laptop keys yeah which has me um researching like uh, mechanical keyboards online just so that i can get like
0: a more satisfying click Mm. We'll see. There's a difference between different keyboards, like how I know. it just like there's. Yes. It's kind of like the clacking if you like had long nails or mm-hmm. something. It's just. It's very nice. Yeah, I just
1: need a little bit of mm-hmm. the white noise. Yeah.
0: This this girl that I
1: follow on TikTok, who has she does like ASMR to office noise, um, and it is her typing with like super long nails.
0: That's so good. Yes. I'll, very relaxing. I'll link it in our show description <laughs> If anyone else is into that kind of thing In case anyone else is working from home And wants to feel uh, like someone else is working with them Yes <laughs>
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm not alone Well, I will say that I think that's like One of the things that I miss about my old job Is there was just like a lot of collaboration And now I can't have that job I'll go back to it eventually But It's really just me
0: so Yeah
1: Type in <laughs> Having meetings with myself in my head. Right.
0: <laughs> How does that sound to you, Alyssa? Well, that sounds pretty good, Alyssa. Yeah. Yes. I do often agree with me, which is nice. <laughs> There's no arguments. It's a very serene office setting.
1: Yeah, it is. It's nice. <laughs> I'm allowed to have any kind of candle I want. It's good. Um, well, I guess it's good that we're
0: talking about our work lives. Yeah. Because that's kind of what we're here to talk about. Yeah. Ish. There are lots of skills that one can acquire doing theater and um, the acting, all the different parts of theater um, that can be applied in your standard everyday office setting that isn't really a standard everyday office setting anymore. No, it is not.
1: And I also think not only that can apply to a myriad of standard jobs, but also that can open up new creative things that maybe you didn't realize were a job before mm-hmm. that you can pursue as well
0: yes if you're good at something there's somebody who needs you to do that thing you just have to find them <laughs> <laughs> is usually the case I mean I've learned that I was good at organizing I knew that before mm-hmm. but I really was able to work on it for the first time in stage managing like actively practicing it and finding out that there's people who are incapable of keeping their kitchens organized was eye-opening to me and um, that I could help them and they would pay me money to do that mm-hmm. thing that I already enjoyed doing was was pretty amazing. Okay,
1: this is not exactly what we meant to discuss, but it sparks a question for me. We've both had a myriad of jobs.
0: <laughs> yes. What
1: would you say is your oddest
0: your job or like the weirdest thing you've done for money? Um... I've done kind of personal assistant, quote unquote, help in people's houses for multiple different people. But um, this is probably the weirdest one. There was a single mom and her daughter that I was cleaning their house and just doing random thing, organizing. Um, And one of the things was doing the dishes. And this girl, this was during the season of slime obsession. Mm -hmm. So she made slime or at least attempted to make slime every single day. So, I was cleaning the same supplies of <laughs> misconstructed slime every single day that I was there. It didn't matter if I came on Monday, and then I came again <laughs> on Tuesday. The same supplies would be in the sink with badly constructed slime. It slime was awful. not
1: that hard to make. I don't she understand. did it wrong
0: so many times. So, I don't think I ever saw successful slime. That's it hysterical. was. Yeah, it was a thing. Well, I feel for her. Um, I'm not
1: great at arts and crafts either, but... But I'm great at knowing <laughs> when
0: I'm not good at a thing <laughs> and stopping. I and mean, be like, you know what? I'll buy slime. Yeah. You know at That's this point, okay. it is cheaper than continuing to try to make it. Silly putty, Play-Doh. Mm-hmm. There's other options. Yeah. <laughs> Play-Doh. How about you? Oh, gosh.
1: Um... I would say it's maybe a tie between when I was young and one of my first jobs was I worked as a holiday performer at a local hotel but they found out that I was like pretty handy at makeup and they thought that that skill would translate itself really well into face painting I can't <laughs> art like that I don't art like that those are different I never have arted like that I just can't do it uh, it did not work and so then I just started instead doing everyone's makeup for holiday. Like, I would put on my costume and my makeup and never go out because I just did everyone else's, which is great because I still got paid a performer's salary to do that. Nice. Um, so that's fun. Oh, and weird. Definitely, like, just, like, weird. why was I there? Do <laughs> the makeup out Yes. Um, and then more recently, as a grown person, like, literally i i did not go back to this job because of the pandemic (laughs) i was just working because a local museum i guess is what i'll say needed people who had like really good public speaking skills and so they reached out to a lot of organizations that i teach and act with um, looking for part-time people to come Mm -hmm. help them and so i started doing that job in february so I barely did it um I didn't make slime hey one day there you as go part of the, so I did learn but there's like a recipe so again not hard when you
0: can read the recipe no I feel like yeah that's not that complicated
1: but it is definitely like not my um area of expertise at all but when I expressed that over and over in interviewing and they were like yeah we just want someone who can like be good at at the talking cool yeah so that was interesting they they called me the other day they were like we're reopening do you want to come back and I was like I forgot I did that um (laughs) thank you for calling (laughs) No, not right now thank you yeah so I'd say those two I mean when you're kind of like self-employed or doing freelance work which we both did for years you pick up a lot of like random things. Yeah. And you're also constantly meeting new groups of people who appreciate the skill set that you have and are like, hey, this is how this could apply to my life and you could help me. Do you want to? Exactly. (laughs) And for a long time, I was always like, yes, will there be money? I-
0: I, That's important. Yes. Yeah.
1: So, one of those two things. I mean, theater is always kind of a weird job.
0: Yeah, I find it that- Because a lot of weird
1: stuff.
0: Yes. Funny, picking up different skills, but I also find just picking up random pieces of information. Like, I have all of this random, random knowledge of many things, <laughs> but no, like, extensive knowledge of any one thing. Yeah, I think it's the,
1: um, I feel like I've become much of an epitome of the phrase like jack of all trades master of none which I never really knew the last half to um but I think it I think it probably covers a good deal of how I feel yeah it's like I feel like I can do most stuff if given a good window to like teach it to myself mm-hmm. and I can teach myself most stuff but if you want an expert expert
0: I only have a couple of skills right exactly anything's figure outable. I have Google but yeah don't yeah Mm-mm. don't expect that to be perfect well you have I... to
1: pay somebody a lot more for that <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing right like people go to become experts at a lot of things that we've kind of taught ourselves because we had to mm-hmm. and what is frustrating is like sometimes people will hire you and not understand the difference between being able to do something Mm -hmm. and being trained and efficient at doing something yeah um I know for myself like there are so many things where just meeting different people has taught me that I'm like not doing something the most efficient way possible, and so you kind
0: of add to your little toolkit of yeah. like, oh, and then I can do this trick and that trick. Yeah, I think it's the benefit and drawback of working in like small community theater places first that there's a limited range of knowledge there. So if you have any knowledge at all, <laughs> it <Yes>. gets applied, <laughs> and somebody has to figure it out. And yeah. so the person who's going to take the initiative or knows how to use technology a lot of times is the one who's like, oh, you can do that, right? Cause yeah. you know how to use Facebook or <laughs> you know how to work dials on a board. Like you can figure that out, right? Yeah. Sure I can, especially when you're young and you're like, I need to make a good impression. Oh yeah, I mean,
1: when we were working together I think that's how we got a lot of things done is because we wanted to make a good impression. We were super willing to do whatever. Yeah. Our mistake. And then, it's again and it's both a benefit and a yeah. drawback. But it's- and then like there is this feeling sometimes of pressure of like, well, we asked you and if you say no then who's gonna do it? Mm-hmm. And like now I've said before on this podcast I like to set my own lights. I would not be able to say that or do that if I hadn't been put in a situation where I had to set lights. I think the first lights I ever did was for a show that you were directing. No, probably. Someone just didn't show up to do their job. And I literally, (laughs) I skipped class at college. (laughs) What up? Don't, if you're one of my students, You know how I am. Um, (laughs) I skipped class. I came to the theater at, like, 10 a.m. and watched a couple YouTube tutorials, uh, fished a PDF off of the internet for the board. I had taken a lighting design class in college that I barely passed.
0: But that was not your fault.
1: It was not my fault. Mm -mm. Thank you for saying that. Nope. (laughs) Um, But, so I knew the mechanics a little bit I could identify which lights were which I could kind of patch but those were the only things I could do and I only knew how to do them in studio at school yeah where like everything is kind of in you know three feet of each other but when you're in a big theater the booth is up in the one section the lights are way on the other side way up in the air and usually inaccessible yes (laughs) you have to get a scaffold a ladder Uh like all this stuff the patch and the electric is in a different place in the closet somewhere so like what I was doing was kind of like here's the 10% of knowledge I know I'm gonna gain 10% more from like this YouTube tutorial And then I'm going to fake 50%. And that's how we're going to get this done. it worked. (laughs) It did. Um, And I got better each time I did it. And I think that's... I don't know. If there's a takeaway. It's like... I'm bad at not being good at things the first time I try them. Hmm. I like to joke with my family. I say this all the time. And I'm not this narcissistic but I'll say like I'm good at most stuff (laughs) (laughs) which is just to say like I'll give most things a try but I typically do an okay job the first time and so Mm -hmm. when I don't I really beat myself up and it's like no dude this is a difficult skill it's not a natural talent that you would just have one day when you woke up right so you have to practice and I'm not good at practicing on my own time so that pressure of, like, well, someone has to figure this out kind of forces me to practice, mm-hmm. which is a benefit to me as a human, but maybe not me as a employee, because then I end up having always a weirdly constructed job of 47 things, uh-huh. when I really could just be doing one thing and
0: happy. Right, and doing that one <laughs> thing really well.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's the weird, like leftover perfectionist stuff i think that it's like well if i can't be great the first time then why would i try (laughs) not
0: gonna do it at all yes yeah i had a hard time with figuring out if i was doing it because i felt like i needed to because if i don't nobody else will Mm -hmm. um or if I was doing it because I actually wanted to learn the thing, or I cared enough about the thing, yeah. or this was something I, I wanted to improve in, um, those are sometimes very hard to distinguish, yes. especially when there is that pressure from somebody else, not just like, I don't know, when it's not your own project yeah. or whatever. Um, I follow this
1: and that used to be a podcast too, but she stopped doing it, but it's this blog, Ask a Manager, and it's literally where this woman just like answers a bunch of workplace questions. And this thing that, like, liberated me around the time that we were leaving there. Because I was very kind of, like, whatever right before that happened. Yeah. And um, a large part of that was because she was, like, if you get hit by a bus tomorrow, they will have to figure it out. And they will be able to figure it out. Yeah. So, like, all of this pressure of, like, if you don't, no one else will isn't real yeah because if the whole organization is like linchpinned on you showing up and doing something that you're not technically supposed to be doing that's not your fault right and like I was like yeah maybe I will get hit by a bastard (laughs) screw this yeah it's like they'll figure it out and in a way I did you know what I mean in a way, we, yeah. It was like a in a metaphorical way, <laughs> but still. That's what it felt like. Yeah, it's still a bus. <laughs> um, what skills do you feel like you've had been able to take away into your current job, and if
0: you want to tell people a little bit about what you do? if you can <laughs> <laughs> well yeah I, I work for a super secret agency um yeah. we're yeah very very secretive and that's all I can say unless not want to kill you badge. yeah for <laughs> so annoying <laughs> listen it's got barcodes and stuff on it can't look um if we just end this abruptly it's because we're getting rained on just gonna throw that yeah, in there and right now it's not atrocious it's not but super it might bad, get that way
1: it, yeah <laughs> Um, but we were already saying we were gonna do a part two, so right. This will this will be a, it'll be good. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it all in there. Um, we're trying not to be as long-winded
0: anymore. <laughs> it's going great. And by we, I mean me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing would probably just be communication skills mm-hmm. in general. Um, not feeling as intimidated by particular kinds of people. Um and actually learning learned that I think more from doing the stage managing than from doing the directing yeah (laughs) because really as the director there's a little bit more um grace for being aloof (laughs) yes yes that and and that there's more respect there um with the stage manager especially when I was stage managing at 19 years old there was that there was only the respect that I earned (laughs) it was I'm going to do these things (laughs) and when I do these things you're going to listen to me because I did those things um you can trust me I remember I did that for you Mm -hmm. um so yeah learning that kind of the um yeah just the balance and like give and take of I'm going to listen to you enough and you're going to do what i'm telling you to do because i also know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. um especially where i started with my current job i really had no idea what i was doing but i still needed the people that i was interested with to listen to me it's yeah. <laughs> so like i'm i'm brand new but you gotta do what i tell you anyway until i know what i'm doing and you can trust me um, so yeah some of that and i think giving people information in a way that's easier for them to hear is another kind of communication skill that was kind of crucial, um, especially working with actors in general. There's just, we've talked about this, different personality characteristics yeah. that there's there's kind of the diva or just people who think very highly of their skills and they may have fantastic skills. Um, but some think more highly of their skills and aren't sure that they need to listen to you. Mm -hmm. So giving information to them in a way that is acceptable to them. Similarly, someone who's not sure of themselves. Hey, could you try it like this? Instead of, why did you do it that way? (laughs) Which might work for someone else. Um, Yeah, just the way that you communicate what you need from the person. Mm -hmm. Um, Because where I'm working, it's it's not acting, but, um, doing audio 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 recording and um there's times that they technically said what they needed to say but it didn't work exactly the way they said it so how to get that across to them or say hey you sound like you have marbles in your mouth without saying that like hey can we try that again or do you want to grab some water real quick and then we'll try it again just little like things to make it more palatable mm-hmm. rather than just being harsh, which is never my goal right. <laughs> to be harsh. Um, I think those are specifically for communication that's been useful skills that I could not have handled in high school. I mean, <laughs> could not have handled, no yeah.
1: way. I mean, I think you certainly have like developed a lot of confidence in your own abilities, especially in like, the last five years. Which is, like, true of growing up. Yes. And uh, (laughs) being able to actually have confidence in your ability, not just fake it. Yeah. Which is what a lot of people are doing when they're young. Right. Does eventually show up. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah, I agree. I think communication skills just across the board, uh, both written and verbal. Mm. Like being able to be concise and clear is uh, a skill unto itself and directing middle schoolers um, (laughs) gave me that in abundance because like I can talk about stuff and like do a bunch of theory stuff with you but like I would argue the attention span on a middle schooler is lower than the attention span on your average second grader Um, and they're very literal humans so you just have to be extraordinarily clear when you're speaking to them and make sure that your expectations are clearly stated and I have a really hard time with that in my life Um, is just making sure that I have clearly and effectively like stated what I need from people yeah and then I go back and I'm like well why would they let me down like this (laughs) and it's like well maybe because you didn't really yeah say the right things to them um but I would say the other one for me that is equal to or at least close to equal to is problem solving Hmm. and like problem solving especially under pressure yeah because like you just have to take it as fact that a problem will happen right and you can do a lot of pre-planning and pre-gaming and you should but stuff isn't going to happen the way it's supposed to Yeah. and I don't know the ability to Stay calm under pressure. I think we think of it as like an attribute that people have. But I think it's really just a skill that you
0: acquire. Yeah. And. After seeing so many like random emergencies, it's like, okay, I knew this was going to happen. And I think knowing who you need in that situation, like being more aware of the people around you, like, okay, if this happens, I'm not going to go to this person. They're going to freak out. (laughs) That's no good. So instead, like assembling the right kind of team, Mm -hmm. um, Of people to help you solve the problem when it inevitably comes up. Um,
1: And I also find myself, I don't know, doing like a little bit of risk management uh, of like, okay, well, this show needs a dog. If I'm gonna like bring a live dog, what's the risk? What's the benefit? Uh And what are the alternatives, and do they give me what I need? Right. Um, and I think that, like, kind of being able to to plan for all possibilities and, like, see every door is just, like, part of problem solving and part of that skill set that I, I don't know that I had before because I was like, well, why wouldn't just pick the best plan and then that'll work and, like, yeah we'll all be fine yeah it's like no you absolutely will not <laughs> that's
0: not yeah. how it's gonna go no being able what to weigh all of the options a little yeah. bit better like that there's there's more than just what looks best or more mm-hmm. than just what's cheapest
1: yeah <laughs>
0: which is not always <laughs> the best option <laughs> yeah
1: because the cheapest option is always stuffed dog but like yep but then that doesn't
0: have anything that you want. <laughs> no. Robotic dog, more expensive.
1: Yeah.
0: Real live dog, messy and, and smelly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the only time I've ever yelled at a child was <laughs> when I thought they lost the dog. Oh my gosh! I was like I can see the look of terror on the child's face because I was like, "Where is the dog?" <laughs> uh, he didn't lose it. He just didn't have time to get it. Oh my
0: gosh.
1: (laughs) But it is, it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, well, this is, this is what the goal is, and Mm -hmm. so what are, what are the things around that goal? And then I also think we've done this a fair amount just ourselves, I mean, that's what a lot of us standing around in parking lots was, but just kind of have like a post-mortem on like, what the experience was, what went well, what didn't go well, and Mm -hmm. being able to the objective about my own shortcomings or like yeah ways I could have made things better mm-hmm. um, and not precious about it is a skill that it takes a long time to learn um, except when you are doing you know auditions every week in your theater class and people are looking at you and going like that's bad or my favorite thing that ever happened to me is <laughs> I had a great auditioned in my college theater class it went really well everyone was very positive about it and this girl <laughs> this girl she was in the um master's program i really looked up to her i liked her a lot i still like her i don't have like beef with her <laughs> but she, she looks at me and she goes huh from the show that you were in the last time i really just thought you were kind of like very basic but that was really good
0: oh my I was gosh like, oh
1: my god <laughs> But it's one of those things where, like, I can totally see why she thought that. Right. It was not my most, uh, groundbreaking performance. Um, and like, yeah, makes sense. Thanks for that. But that kind of stuff happens all the time, and you just kind of have to be like, cool, thank you so much for the feedback, really appreciate it.
0: Oh my word.
1: I'm not gonna think about this seven years later. No! Just brush that right off. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh. I mean,
0: I think also, well, not it. necessarily in that situation, but like after a, a bad rehearsal or whatever, when you're doing your like post awful moment deconstruction, <laughs> um, being able to recognize the pieces that were on you and the pieces that were on everyone else and yeah. letting go of those other pieces. Like, yeah. okay, what, what part did I actually play in this going absolutely horribly? <laughs> and what part was not my fault? And can I let go? And then how do I fix the parts that were me? Yeah. And not feel guilty about the parts that were not me? Um, being able to separate that out, which I still don't know how to do. <laughs> if anyone knows, let me know. Well, I
1: think for me, it's like, it has taken me so long to get to the point where I'm like, and this is maybe meaningless coming from a person who just said I'm good at most things, but like, <laughs> to where I feel, Like, I'm not an imposter.
0: Hmm.
1: And, like, I'm not faking it anymore. And I'm not. Like, I was just teaching, and I realized how hard it used to be for me to fill 90 minutes. And now that flies by. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, there were, like, so many other things that I wanted to, like, get to in this festival. We'll move them. It used to be, like, unfathomable to me that I would be able to, like, fill 90 minutes with good content. Yeah. Um, But it's just one of those things where it's like, I don't know, being really young and definitely having a difficult work environment as kind of my first shot at a lot of this stuff, gave me some complexes that were like, I'm not good enough, I'm kind of faking this. Mm -hmm. Those things that I think I'm good at, that's not true, like, I built it up in my head. But then, when the same folks consistently are like hey can you do this for me they probably didn't hate it the first time (laughs) yeah and it is probably because you are good at your job and i think that those like reflective conversations where you are able to parse out okay this is what i have control over this is what i don't have control over and also just because this one rehearsal or this one moment went bad, this one day of work went bad doesn't mean that's how my entire performance is going to be painted or my entire reputation at work is going to be painted. Yeah. It's being able to make not perfect decisions own those decisions and then pivot without it being devastating. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really hard especially in the arts world because we feel so attached
0: to the things that we're making yeah and everything is just very high emotion a lot of the time not all the time but it, it can just be you take on other people's emotions or if somebody's venting at you you've suddenly got all of this stuff and yeah it can be overwhelming quickly especially if you don't know how to deal with it and move on from it if you just hold it all and that's why there's tears during tech week. (laughs) That and fatigue but both. Yeah I think
1: I don't know I think that it also is um, an environment where you do learn quickly
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and I would say for every other job that I've had whether it's been remotely arts related or not at all arts related that's what helps me make a good first impression really quickly. Yeah. Is that like I can pick up on the information quickly and retain it and then also communicate it back to you. Yeah. Um but I think I think that the arts in general build up a lot of different muscles in your brain and help you across life
0: Yeah.
1: Um, be able to express yourself and also just have empathy for others I wouldn't say that that's a life or a, it is a life skill I wouldn't say it's a work skill that I necessarily um, utilize all the time at work Except for that, like, as much as it's become kind of a way that I operate, and so Mm -hmm. that extends to work. Um, But yeah, like, being asked to constantly look at things from other people's perspective is kind of the basis of performing art. Yeah. And... I don't know, I think that you would have to be pretty um, callous or distanced to not take that with you into every other aspect of your life. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that that has definitely impacted the way
0: that I view the world and, like, treat people. I don't know that I've definitely, I mean, that I've directly applied, yeah, The the empathy of, like, learning to, understand another person that I don't necessarily agree with but um it just kind of flows in the way that I communicate with people yeah. so it's not necessarily like I'm not being empathetic at somebody yeah. I'm just uh, I can listen to them even if I'm not sure that what they're saying matters or I can like be patient when something isn't going well because for something that's not my fault it's that's just yeah. kind of a It kind of naturally flows out when you've internalized that concept
1: yeah and i don't know like you are able to pick up on the cues that other people are giving off yeah easier to a certain extent so it it makes it easy to identify and commiserate when it's
0: quicker to do this I'm sure that skill is way more useful in things that neither of us would be very good at like sales or something else you know <laughs> like I'm sure there's people that that would be much more useful too like oh yes I totally understand you sir yeah I don't know that was a good used car
1: salesman. thank you, you No, I appreciate it I yeah I mean I think well that's the thing right it's like in anything that you do um leveraging those skills into the other areas of your life can be really helpful. I mean, I think that's why we see a lot of people who play team sports go on to be really good in those types of community environments, yeah. and not so great at working alone. Yep. And I think that like when you haven't had that experience of having to work well with others and like work towards achieving a common goal. It can be difficult to be thrown into a working environment where you have to collaborate. Yeah. So you know those people tend to work better alone. I would prefer always to work alone <laughs> personally. Yeah. And then collaborate with the people that I choose when I want to, but that's just not the way that life works. <laughs> Sadly, no.
0: No. Um, I like to be responsible for all of the mistakes and all of the good things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know.
1: Welcome to producing. <laughs> yeah. I think in the second half, we'll talk uh, probably more about, like, specific career paths or, like, jobs Yeah. that Kind of utilize these skills or are even of the art world that I find like
0: a lot of our students have never heard of before. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. there's but, more than just acting and directing. <laughs> to do. That's not it. But like no one else ever does that at my
1: school so I don't right, know what you're I don't know what about. that's not a thing. That's all we had at high school, what? And like a bunch of mom volunteers.
0: Yeah. I'll be a stage mommy. That's what I want to <laughs> do with my life. <laughs> oh can you imagine? <laughs> I think, yikes,
1: yeah, that's scary. Um, but, yeah, I think even in this, like, weird times of weird jobs I look at a lot of jobs and it's hard to think, like, this is the linear way that my theater skills relate to this job, Mm -hmm. but I can usually write a really good cover letter um, that has a strong voice thank you to my playwriting teachers <laughs> yep. that communicates like hey I have this weird set of skills in a world that I've been like pretty well respected in that doesn't exist anymore um, RIP <laughs> yeah. but this is how it can relate to your work yeah. and why I think it would be beneficial for you to let me do that. Um, So I think there's a lot of like fear and I certainly had this at times when I wasn't exactly sure what my career path was gonna look like. That like, I had spent all this time making art and then how do you get like a real job when all of your jobs have been, you know, 6.30 to 11 p.m. And kind of hard to describe to the average person. <laughs> yeah. You know, those people are looking at you like, you did what? So you're sitting, there's a headset, you're in a booth, and and you make, you turn on lights, or... Yeah, or you, you, t- you,
0: you, you, put, you push buttons. You <laughs> tell other people to turn oh, on lights. Oh, okay, you don't even push the buttons. <laughs> Got it. Like, okay. I'm
1: sorry, it's very important.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you had to be there. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, But yeah, I think being able to explain how those skills relate is a skill in and of itself.
0: Yeah. And that, no, nothing is. Don't ever try and separate your skills into these are just art skills and these are just work skills and these are just like sports skills or whatever. You're always learning something that's applicable somewhere else. (laughs) You have to figure out where and how. yeah. I mean,
1: my first job was as a barista. Like, that was my first real job that I, like, filled out paperwork for. Right. And, no, I guess my first real job that I filled out paperwork for was the weird face painting thing. That's funny. Yeah. Found it on the taxes and it. Oh, really? my word.
0: <laughs>
1: but my second and more official job <laughs> <laughs> was being a barista and, like... Even that taught me a skill that maybe sounds a little bit manipulative when you say it out loud, but it's how to make quick connections with people and get them to like you and yeah. like, invest in you as a person. Um, it was kind of a survival skill at first because the more invested a person is in you as a person, the less likely they are to be mean to you mm-hmm. uh, when you mess up, and that's scary. <laughs> so I would just be like I use the phrase a lot with my acting students um, that when they audition they should be the Pixar version of themselves and there are many Pixar characters right so Mm -hmm. it's not that everyone is you know joy from inside out just like super bubbly and like great to be around and big smiles and radiating sunshine but it's the most animated like easy to understand version of yourself yeah And so think about, like, what that is for you, and if you had to, like, create the cartoon outfit for your life, because cartoons always wear the same clothes, you know, that's what you should wear, and that's how you should present yourself, and, and so that's kind of, um, I developed that way of being by baristaing, because I wanted everyone to feel a connection with me so they wouldn't get mad at me. Yeah. Um, and that is a skill that I took when I was in and out of classrooms and I didn't get to spend a lot of time with the kids mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of why even now I sort of talk in like uh, I don't want to say catchphrases but like I try to say memorable things because when I was doing that it would like make a quick connection with customers and then when I transferred that skill into classrooms, if I'm only there for thirty minutes once every month. Kids don't they're gonna remem- re- forget me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The memories aren't that good. Yeah, and so I have to build up a rapport very quickly that lasts a long time. So I have to be able to like speak in a very specific way. Yeah. So to your point about not like keeping your skills in a box, I think every experience should mold you in some way and like you take all those years of being a server, being a barista, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: organizing closets, um, being a personal assistant, acting in high school into all the your future situations and there's a way to like leverage the b- best things that that gives you yeah in each situation
0: anything that paid or unpaid honestly that you're doing <laughs> outside of your home is building some kind of skill if you mm-hmm. want it to be Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of well I don't know how many I wound up coming out of high school with no like job experience that I could put on a resume but even if there's nothing you can put on a resume you've still got skills you picked up like I didn't do personal assisting until after high school but I organized my grandma's basement and I put together scrapbooks with someone else and I was doing some minor fake stage managing at that point so there like were a skill- really solid babysitter I was a really good baby yeah um so there were other skills and you just have to figure out how to word those really well on a resume yeah there are ways to do that yes and just, like, for my own thing, always write a cover letter. Like, yeah. if you are
1: able to send one, why not? I, it feels really daunting uh, right into our email. I have given <laughs> so many of my students, like, help with real job applications. Because yeah. I didn't know how to do it either. Um, and I remember, like, my dad, the person I would ask for, like, business advice, I mean, he worked for the same company for literally decades so when I was like dad how do I write a cover letter he was like I got hired on third shift at this company when I was 20 <laughs> I have
0: never written one of those I
1: don't know how to help you yeah <laughs> and it's like, okay um I'm just gonna uh, like do a quick google search It'll be fine. yeah but I think it's one of those things that it's like a, a craft that I've become pretty good at and like yeah email email will help you <laughs> here's my last question and I it, it's a little bit touchy so okay get, get no excited oh boy um, where do you fall on the like doing things to build your resume not being paid Ooh. which happens a lot in the art world and kind of we've danced around this idea
0: I don't think there's a right or wrong answer yeah. I'll say that right now and know what your thoughts are. I think it depends on the person and how comfortable they are with that um, and how confident they are to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're somebody who's just learning something, then an unpaid internship might be a fair way to start. If it's with somebody that, for example, you trust, <laughs> mm-hmm. and know it, and they're, you know they're not going to give you extra hours than you've already said you would do. Or um, ask you to do things that aren't, aren't <laughs> huh, Yeah, that aren't in this thing you're trying to learn. Um, if you're somebody who's been doing that job for two years with this person at that point, and they're still asking you to do 10 hours a week of it randomly, Maybe it's time to ask them to start paying you (laughs) and a year ago. Yeah. Um, I think knowing why you're doing the thing is important if you're not being paid. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Doing a thing because you feel strongly about it and you're not being paid, totally fair. I've done that a lot. Um, But if you're just doing it because you feel like you have to do it, or if you don't do this, someone's gonna be mad at you, that's probably not a good reason. Right. Um, Yeah, if it's to build a skill that you want to acquire, then it's probably worth it. But if you're just doing it because you feel guilty or because they're like, oh, well, if you do this, then maybe we'll have a job for you in the future, they might just keep saying that forever. So again, people that you trust yeah. is kind of crucial in that. What would you say is like a trustworthy aspect of that? Like that they just clarity. Clarity yeah. of expectations, that's just yeah. the biggest one is just like, have they given you a contract? Have you written one and asked them to sign <laughs> it? Um, yeah, knowing what they're gonna expect from you, what the time frame is what the plan is for when that time frame is over. Yeah. So those are kind of in in the top five things you should have as far yeah. as information. I do think it's interesting as far as like learning a skill because a lot of
1: internships are like for college credit or something. Um, I do think that there should be an exchange of work for something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I also think that everyone reaches a point where the exchange of work for Learning or resume only no longer makes sense for them. Yeah. Um, and I, I am very, uh, I wouldn't say I'm opposed to doing work that you're unpaid for. I would say that I am pretty strict about it. Yeah. I don't want to shame anyone for having done that because I have, and also I think to your point, like I could go pay and take all of these courses to learn this thing, or I could take this internship where I do have to pay in time, but I don't have to pay in money, and I'm learning hands-on, which for me personally is a better way to learn. Like, I would always rather learn by actually doing the thing than by sitting and someone telling me the theory of the thing. Right. So, you know, I think that there's a lot of benefits that can be had, and certainly in like, we've both worked in non-profit spaces a lot, Mm -hmm. They don't always have the funds to do that. Yeah. So if you are, you know, um, a strong believer in the mission and, and also are getting are a in skill, a healthy
0: place to do that, yes,
1: um, out of it, then I think it can be mutually beneficial. I think the danger comes in when any experience, whether it's an internship, acting, a relationship when it all becomes a one-way street of expectations from the other person and you're never allowed to have an expectation of them i think that's a danger always in life and in acting (laughs) um so just be wary i would say and like have your guard up and and if there if it's kind of fluid yeah. You need to have boundaries and an end goal in mind for, for your own well-being.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, a contract doesn't have to be a written thing. It can be an expectation that has been set, yeah. and now you are allowed to hold them to it as much as they're allowed to hold you to it. Yeah. Like a contract goes both ways.
1: And, I mean, I remember I was doing a ton of extra work for an organization that was paying me, just not a lot, but constantly asking a little bit more of me than the little bit more they asked the last time. Mm-hmm. And one day I was living at home, I was going to college, I was doing this job, and I remember I came home and my dad, without really knowing the extent to which I was working, kind of on my own time, but he would kind of clock it when he knew it was happening. So I would say he missed 15 to 20% of the actual work that I was doing, had calculated for me what I should be paid if I were being paid minimum wage for the work and i was like perhaps i have made a mistake <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was a really solid lesson in yeah. like hey dude don't be an idiot like yeah. they're taking a lot from you and
0: be aware yeah
1: and, of what cuz they're might taking
0: be okay in that time of life or whatever as long as you know that's what's happening and you're okay with it if you don't know what's happening and not. or you are not okay with it not. <laughs> then it becomes not okay yeah and I think that's the thing too it's like
1: the skill isn't worth anything until I think it is too so you know um if I'm constantly giving the skill for free yeah uh why would anyone pay anything for it so it's just, I, I do think it is a personal decision. I think it's a balancing act. Yeah. And I think that's kind of on our end of it. But I, I would say to businesses who are maybe looking at doing this, um, especially as we move into whatever kind of reopening is in the future, yeah. <laughs> um, you will lose young, exciting, great talent this way so hard and so fast. The imposter syndrome sometimes makes it hard to walk away, but you you have to figure that out. Right. I think that on my, like, positive... my most positive days, thinking about our world in the future, and those are few and far between. (laughs) Um, But on my most positive days, I do think that six months from now nine months from now all of the things that people have been sitting at home and creating are going to start coming out and we're going to be really blessed with work and i've talked in the past about you know the grief over cool things that we could have had but i think we'll have a lot of cool things that we might not have otherwise had too and be those like technologies or works of art um, I think we're going to need like diverse skills in those soon in those spaces to like really adapt to what the world looks like now. Yeah. And above everything else, most artists that I know and work with are highly highly adaptable people. So I and there's a good future for them. Uh, best indication for the future is the past. It's always kind of been fun.
0: <laughs> so positive. Thank you. So this is one of the positive days I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. Don't know
1: it's hard to tell. <laughs> I feel like it's pretty obvious. It's pretty obvious. Yeah. People bounce back, you know?
0: That is true.
1: Some people are just more rubber than others.
0: <laughs> My gosh. I don't really know where this metaphor is going. I don't know. All I know is that just made me think of the worst movie ever. So thanks oh a lot gosh. for that. Yeah. You guys.
1: If you haven't if, watched it, don't. OK, why did we watch that in the first place? I don't remember. This is a movie literally called Rubber. It's about a tire that comes to life and and kills people. Yep. Shane and I watched it in my uh, home basement in high school. With other other
0: people, where there's no way yes. we've decided on that. Absolutely round. not. No, I'm pretty sure that was a very tall, lanky fellow's decision. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> 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 um, and why? Why did we do it? I don't know. It was don't terrible. Know. Worst movie ever made. Watch it. Yes. It's
0: weird. weird vibes. Real weird.
1: Um, okay. I don't know. I feel like I want to do like a... <laughs> my sister at a family dinner always makes us do a high low, and I feel like after. <laughs> After positive talk, we should
0: do one. (laughs) Do you have a high-low for the week or for this conversation? High-low for this... Uh, It didn't rain more.
1: That's a high. high. It stopped
0: raining. That's definitely a high. Um, Low was... There was a guy who was like standing over some like old dude standing over there for like 20 minutes of this and i was not sure what he was doing well i didn't (laughs) he didn't come over here so i was like it's fine but he was like being weird over there so and then he drove away in the most awkward way possible so these these parking spaces are not spaced out he he like backed up like five times and went forward like four t- it was so complicated and a, it did not need to be this is an average parking lot that yes, has four cars he just, in he, it like, he literally turned himself so that he was sideways across all the parking spaces and then pulled out look as a it person was very complicated made a lot of
1: weird car decisions in my youth not so much anymore <laughs> i respect to this man for getting himself out of the parking lot unscathed but also like it shouldn't be no it was very complicated <laughs> I like High that. low. Yeah, well, for I love that I was surprised by one of yours. Um, <laughs> in the spirit of your high-low, I would say that my high is the coolest day that we've done oh this. Oh my goodness. Um, normally, we're being bit by bugs, and it's so muddy. I didn't get burned today. Yeah, we, we were, <laughs> and I walk away with a sunburn. None of that has happened, to my knowledge. Nope. Um, so, that was nice. And I, my low is more, well, behind you. Oh there's something that I can't figure out if it's a pumpkin or a basketball and every once in a while I look past your head and and wonder to myself I don't think it's either well what do you think it is it's orange and round in a pumpkin slash basketball manner it, it is it's too early for pumpkins it's September 1st basically it's too early. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my gosh I no <laughs>
1: I'm not that person you guys I have no idea what it is. Well, we'll, maybe we'll, we'll,
0: we'll put it. Yeah, we'll put it in the, the notes. Okay.
1: Um, well, that was really lovely. Uh, next week, we'll talk about more specific jobs. Yeah. Um, and how to have them. And, and who knows? Maybe we'll ask someone to come talk to us about their job. That yeah, would be fun. that
0: would be fun. We'll um, try.
1: Yeah, maybe we can, like, reach out to people to actually send us a recording. Yeah, that'd be good. A lie. I lied. <laughs> a lie. My low is not about the pumpkin basketball. My low is that Shannon says that last week I misspelled our... You did. Our email address <laughs> for the first time. Yeah. And I'm, look, I feel like I've let you all down. I've let myself down. <laughs> i certainly left Shannon down. Um. I just wanted to...
0: I had t- to listen to it like five times to be sure that I wasn't just mishearing
1: <laughs> it. it I want like to take I this time to apologize.
0: Um sh-
1: to myself, uh, to Shannon, to you all, to my family. Um,
0: however. Gonna get it this time. Yes.
1: Uh, we're gonna get it this time. This time, uh, if you've watched Rubber, I definitely want to hear from you. Please. you am just like, what was the vibe? <laughs> did you like it? Did you not like it? Why did you watch Why it? Why did you watch it? Um, were you messed up a little bit? Um, we weren't, but maybe you were. Uh, and also, if you what your arts-related job is, maybe that isn't so obvious. I would yeah. love to hear from you if you have arts-adjacent or um or deep-cut art job. I would love to hear from you. Um, so you can call us or text us. Again, leave us a voicemail. I'm not going to answer this phone call. Um, it's 502-627-0296. I have tested it. We do get text messages. So, yeah, do that. Um, you can DM us on Instagram, I guess. It's at Uncertain Theater. Oh, yeah, that still exists. <laughs> yeah. So I post uh, when we do new episodes on there. <laughs> oh. Shannon does love social media. We've talked about it. <laughs> Don't worry. I got it covered. Okay, cool. Thanks. Um, or you can email us. And I'm going to get it right. It's uncertaintheater at gmail.com. That's U N C E R T A I N T. H-E-A-T-R-E at gmail.com. Sometimes in life you gotta slow down.
0: <laughs> Bye. <laughs> mm, we're gonna have to wait. They're coming right by us. We should have considered... Proximity to a, to hospital. a hospital. Yeah. Emergencies only happen from nine to five. It's after five p.m. <laughs> 5. Yeah. Let's go to the loudest part of Louisville. Okay. <laughs> Is that who this? Both oh, of ours? Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. huh. What was the decision. other loudest part of Louisville? Was the other option? Yeah, that's so. true. All the planes. Hello. <laughs> and flames and rain. (laughs)